Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. They say great things come in threes. Great. I think it's great. These are great days we're living. Oh, that's great start unfortunately not in this case what is this but maybe someday it will be can you believe that okay world hold on to your collective it's time for the bam slam podcast i'm so excited i'm so excited with ben fletcher allison ratzlaff and mike costa well good morning bam slam fam Episode number two of the Bam Slam Podcast, wherever you guys are listening, hope you are doing well. Quick math question for you for you two. I need to know that you know this, and I need to know that the family out there knows this as well. When I say I have I have a dozen cell phones, how many cell phones am I talking about? Six plus six is twelve. Okay, Ben, you're correct. Allison Ratzleff. Uh thirteen minus one is twelve. Okay, you got nailed it. You're it. both you both nailed it. But in the case of this one woman in a Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm, I am i don't know exactly where it was, I'm assuming based on the fact that she's as wide as she is tall, it's probably, she's a human cube. It's down somewhere south. I'm guessing it's where uh, brother, sister, or also husband, wife. A hundred percent. Exactly. They, they added an addition to the top of their trailer. She's inside of a Dunkin' Donuts, and she orders a dozen. And this woman then has this massive freakout at the poor person working for Dunkin'. Dunkin' Coffee, by the way, Costco, phenomenal. Um, she thinks that a dozen donuts is five zero. Fifty donuts come in a dozen. Now, if you now if we're talking bakery, a lot of the times if you order, let's say you order a dozen bagels, they'll give you the baker's dozen, which is thirteen. They'll throw another one in there. But this woman goes in thinking. All right, I'll order. I'll order my fifty donuts. Give me a dozen Dunkin' Donuts, and then this this effing Karen has an absolute conniption inside of Dunkin' Donuts. And you know the people they're trying to be nice, you know, trying to show great customer service and and, and things like that. But this. This human cube is not having it at all. I'm going to say it's not her fault, you know, because her dad, when he came home and gave her donuts, obviously he gave her 50. <laughs> That's how you get the cube shape. So, I mean, she thought she was eating a dozen her whole life when she was eating 50 donuts, and now uh, she gets pissed off. So angry. But, Allison, how do you go through life thinking that a dozen is 50? And I realize they're, I realize they're teaching kids new math these days. It's a little hard to grasp. Lots of bubbles. They circle all the numbers. Gotta be. Unbelievable. It's the new math. It is a new math, and so we have another instance of a Karen freaking out uh, and, and and looking so stupid in the process. And then speaking of Karens, what did you mm. get? What did you guys make? First off, what did you make of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and the victory flotilla, which was kind of cool? He rolled up in the the two million dollar yacht, and then Tom a little too much avocado organic tequila apparently during the course of the parade. I loved that part of seeing Tom like that. I, <laughs> to me, I don't. I'm not a big Tom Brady fan, but I like him a lot better after seeing that. First of all, he just won his seventh Super Bowl. The guy can have a couple shots of tequila. It was the most likable he's ever been ever, in his entire career. Ever, and plus, who, at least in this room, has not ever stumbled around like that at least once in their life? I did this past Friday night. <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah, I'm not ashamed Ex- to say that. And not only that, but he 
he it made him so real and likable. And, you know, he follows that strict diet and exercise plan. So oh, you mean the TB12 method? Yes, exactly. Okay. So the two shots of tequila was probably all the guy had. It's not like he, you know, and who cares if he did? It was the seventh Super Bowl. Good for him. I think he had a couple more shots than two shots of tequila. I'm I sure loved that, every second I'm sure of that there was, video. I'm sure there was some some beer shotgunning and stuff, and then he's kind of led out of the the marina security gate, and he's remember the little kid who was coming home from the dentist or whatever it was, and and he was asking <laughs> his dad, the- is, "Is this real life?" Tom Brady had that look on his he face. Really then. It he was, was so happy. It was the most likable he's ever been because he's actually smiling. He's actually kind of leaning on somebody. He doesn't have that scowl on his face, and. First of all, it's about time we see another side of Tom Brady outside of the just ultra competitor. Second of all, he's coming back and doing it again next year. That's the most fun he's ever had. You think he doesn't want that feeling again? Plus, don't you think it was so fun to go celebrate on the on the Tampa Bay? I wish I was there instead of in you know Boston where it's snowy and freezing. God, he was no shirts. Gronk has a shirt off there in the time of their life. And then having to you know to say all the right stuff as far as the the dynasty in New England is concerned. And you obviously saw that Bruce Arians made it fun for him and that this was you – know, it's. Good. I don't know if he has said it or not. I think maybe Jim Nance asked him on the podium or not. But what, what the most memorable of his Super Bowls – let's say if he stops at seven. And it's either going to be the first one or it's going to be this one. To, to go through everything he went through, to go down to Tampa, to kind of cut the umbilical cord loose from the Patriots organization, Mr. Kraft – especially Bill Belichick, and to take that team and win another Lombardi trophy. I would say if I was a betting man, this one to him is going to mean the most. And to not be worried that night about getting a call from Belichick saying, what the hell were you doing? Why were you getting drunk embarrassing me? Why were you? Yeah, what were you saying? And why were you tossing that Lombardi trophy around from one boat to another? (laughs) Bruce Arians and Jason Light were drunker than he was. Did you see them? They're dropping F-bombs on their podium as they're driving. The trophy throw was awesome. So great. Okay, which which brings up our second Karen of the week. Although I don't think her name is Karen. I know her last name is Grow. Lorraine. Lorraine Grow. And she is the daughter of the man... Who came up with the? He was the silversmith for the, the silversmith first. for the first mm-hmm. Vince Lombardi trophy, and I, I saw on social media. Okay, so if you don't know, she flipped out because there's the video that's been seen by a billion people of Tom Brady on the end of one boat, and he's got the Lombardi, and Gronk's on this other pleasure craft. What would you say it was? Fifteen feet away, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, Brady's an expert at short yardage throws. He always <laughs> has been. He knew exactly where he was throwing it. So he tosses sure. the Gronk. Gronk, great hands that he is. couple of touchdowns in the Super Bowl. He makes the catch. Well, that video goes viral, and this Lorraine Grow then freaks out, and she starts talking in terms of the – do you have the – Do you have the, okay, this is what Ms. Grow had to say about them throwing the trophy. And it takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of hours go into it. It just really upset me that – this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football. I didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this. I was that upset because I, I know the, the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all, all his fellow silversmiths are so proud to make this. I personally would like an apology. 
not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, um, but to the, to the fans. The fans don't care, Karen. And she didn't sleep for two nights over that. A little dramatic. There's so many worse things to lose sleep over. Also, Gronk last year or two years ago dented the Lombardi Trophy, bunting the ball. It has been dropped. It's been dented. It, 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 listen. Look what they do with the Stanley Cup. They chug beer out of it. They ch- exactly. Thank they chug you. beer out of that thing. Right. There's a, there's a reason that there's the, the two white glove guys, you know, because you win the Stanley Cup, you get the cup for a couple of days, yeah. wherever you're, you're, wherever you want to take it. She is so off base. And the fact that she says, it's a disgrace all the other silversmith out there, and I, I couldn't sleep. Lady, your pop took a football, and he put it on like a little pedestal. And then he spray painted it or sprayed some silver on it. Okay, there's your Lombardi trophy. Yes, a lot more goes into it. I, I'm being facetious. But please, has she ever stopped and think what some actors or actresses might do with that Oscar trophy? And I'll just leave your imagination to take you there. But you mentioned the Stanley Cup, other trophies. You have the hideous, the, the NBA trophy looks like a basketball falling into a gold trash can. The World Series trophy <laughs> I mean, that thing has been dropped. Those little pennants, those little flags on them and stuff have fallen off. And it ha- people, guys have dropped that when they used to get the crystal football uh, for winning the national championship in, in, in college football. Mm-hmm. That's been dropped and shattered. Okay, so to, to take it to the place of it was so disrespectful and she felt disrespected. She is so far off base. Also, what did you do? Like, why does she have the right to feel any way? And to yeah. lose sleep over it. Yeah. All these guys are out on the waves having a, you know, celebration. All she did I was, just, hey, Dad, neat trophy. It was a little toss. It wasn't, I, I, it was so anything but disrespectful. I thought, I thought it was fine. It was, it, I mean, listening to her and hearing that, did the, uh, the GM of the, uh, the Patriots ever, say anything in retort oh yeah you know you've seen stripes obviously oh yeah bill murray comedy gold uh the colonel when he says lighten up francis it's actually sergeant hulka sorry sergeant okay lighten up francis <laughs> and i thought that was perfect i mean jason light was out there chugging beers dropping f-bombs i mean he was part of that celebration he knows what it was like to be in it and to have someone say no you shouldn't celebrate that hard well no it's just and and to to sit there and say that somebody is Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are of the mindset, oh, you know what? We might be disrespecting the Lombardi Trophy if we throw – no, that it couldn't have been farther from the truth. And if anybody should be – anybody should feel disrespected, it's the Lombardi family because Vince Lombardi's <laughs> name is attached to the effing trophy. Right. God, this 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 Karen disease that's permeating. And here we have well, our third Karen. Well, it's a Chad. Oh, it is a Chad. Or a Trevor. Or a, a Trevor Bauer. <laughs> oh, don't. We, we don't. can just call him a Karen. So the newest he member. He is a Karen for Okay, sure. is, is a male Karen a Chad? It's a Chad. I, I think, like isn't that. it Chad? I don't know that. Oh, I, I thought I saw, I, I'm pretty sure it's a male you, Karen is Chad. Okay, but, the only reason I stopped you short of saying Trevor's because of our own beloved Trevor Hoffman. Okay, so, so it's a Chad. So I think, but Chad is so good. If 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 a, if a guy's going to act like a Karen, you call him a Chad, and it just happens to be Trevor Bauer, the newest pitcher of the beloved Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So we know he's a quite a YouTube star, self proclaimed. Yeah. He uh, likes yeah. to do videos, 
interacting with fans and stuff. Sure, really? great guy. Underlining... How'd you know that? Because he told you eight million times on Twitter. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Go to my YouTube channel. And underlying the like interacting with fans, he'll like have fans FaceTime him and do little conversations on his YouTube. Here was a, a tweet uh, from Mr. Chad Bauer. Dodger fans, colon, I love you already. I'm excited to meet all of you and interact with you. I love signing autographs for fans, but please. And I lost sleep over this. He didn't say that part. But ha! please, have some respect for my personal space when I'm at my house or hotel. It's not okay to follow me through the hotel demanding that I sign. What are your thoughts on Mr. Bauer, Mr. Chad? It's, to me, it's, it's, first off, if you're, it's, it's your new fan base. It's the people who are going to pay the money, who are going to buy your jersey, who think enough of you to ask for an autograph. So I think it's a total dick move on his part. Now, when he – listen, if you're – if you're if people are actually going up to the house he lives in and asking for – because that's what he kind of makes it sound like. Are they following him home? Or? Well, at this point, he didn't have a house yet, okay. so he's still in his hotel. And the, the complaint was that people in the lobby were coming up to him asking him to sign. Okay, well, you know what, Trevor? You don't have to play baseball anymore, and you don't have to play baseball in – one of the in the number one media market in the nation, and you don't have to you don't have to play for one of the cornerstone blue butt blue blood baseball programs. You don't have to do it anymore. Sorry, it sort of comes with the whole job. I mean, that's just part of what happens. And were there thousands of people chasing him through the hotel? I I don't think well, so. Well, and especially I, I the just... way he does the job because he does the job by promoting himself on YouTube as a celebrity, not as a baseball player. You can right. be an anonymous celebrity as a baseball player, aka mm-hmm. Mike Trout. Yeah. If people see Mike Trout, you might not know him in public cuz he's not he doesn't put himself out there at all. Trevor Bauer puts himself makes the effort to make himself a celebrity and then complains when he gets celebrity treatment. I don't understand that. No, and I and I think it's BS. It's it's again you want you're asking everybody, "Hey, hey, hey, you know, watch my YouTube videos, sit through the, you know, the the ads and stuff mm-hmm. and 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 make sure you keep up with me on Twitter and me 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 me." Well, then somebody who has probably gotten to know you through that medium, the YouTube medium or Twitter, and they're in proximity to you, and they come up and ask for an autograph, and you're going to pull this crap? F you, dude. I, it, I I am so glad that the Padres avoided this Insane. level of douche. Um, and let, this level of paycheck. He's making $40 million this year. Right. Can you imagine? You know, I know people have their issues with Manny, but can you imagine Manny Machado ever tweeting something like that? No. He, he, he would not do it. He wouldn't. And I've seen him be gracious many places signing for whoever yeah you know wants something signed and i just that tweet was so just douchey sorry yeah no that's great <laughs> that that's, hits it on the head it was it just, it just is i like the term like, douche canoe I, douche not, canoe I honestly could not roll my eyes hard enough in my it head. was it was mega douche canoe you see you know we, you've got a bonafide star in manny machada you've got a megastar nftj and they are not going to be able to sign all the autographs they're not gonna be able to take all the pictures it's just sorry you, you, yeah. the, the, there's not time right. in a normal day during the baseball season even spring training for these guys to do it someone is always going to be left there and with their kids or whatever, or maybe some grown man in sweats with the whole duffel bag full of balls. Oh yeah, these are all for me. And and they're gonna they're gonna pitch. That was fit. you when you were a kid. Don't lie. Yeah, you know, it was great. And and, and and anytime I've ever asked for an autograph, I've I've always said, you can make it out to me, or you can make it out to my son. This is not going to end up on eBay. 
just to put somebody at ease. You know, guys show up with ten cards, and and I've seen you know baseball players in this case say, "I'll sign one of them. I'm not going to sign them all." Mm-hmm. Well, well, and the guy turns and there's all these little kids waiting, and it should always be um, kids first. But it comes to the territory. Sorry, guys, you want the massive paychecks. You want that glitzy life. You want that chartered flight and that, those good meals, and you want that everything that's involved with it. This is what you're going to have to put up with. Well, and he was tweeting for months about where he was going to end up. I mean, this was a this. He, you're right. He made himself into a big time celebrity in his own head, right? And then suddenly, you know, back off and well, the Mets front office, the Mets front office, literally believed that they had a deal done with him right. because of his Just Twitter Bob account. Bob Nightingale. Yeah, well, they told Bob Nightingale that the deal was done, and Bob put it out. Now, Bob gets all the SHIT. Can you say it for me? Shit. Thank you. On Twitter, because Bob puts out a report that he got from the Mets. And now... He just got dragged on Twitter. Yeah, and it's not his fault at all. He put out an apology, though. He did. Yeah. I felt bad for him, because he really did get dragged. For which one, Bob or Trevor? Bob. Yeah, well, Trevor also put out an apology. I don't feel bad for him at all. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Apologizing to Mets fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. I will say this. I don't feel bad for him at I, all. I, I don't know how you feel. I'm glad that they didn't sign him. I'm glad that he went to the Dodgers. And I'm glad that now there is this literally Cold War arms race between the Padres and it seems like the Dodgers because, you know, the Padres, the, it, we, and we've talked about this before, the Padres realize they're pretty damn good and they know that they have a legit shot. Um, to make the World Series win the World Series, and Big Brother up the street is like, oh, God, look what the Padres are doing. So them having to keep pace but overspend in order to keep pace is perfect. And if if anything, it is just igniting the fire that is the rivalry between the Padre fan base and the Dodger fan base. It's It's going to be a glorious season. So is it a rivalry yet? Okay, because I what, right, I, honestly, what have the Padres question. done to make it actually a rival? They had Nothing. a sixty-game season where they had the second-best record in the NL. But what does that translate to over one sixty-two? I don't think you can call it a rivalry yet. The Dodgers were just the world champions, and they got better. Yeah. I think they overpaid for Bauer. I don't actually think Bauer's that good. I'm glad the Padres missed on him, but the Dodgers definitely have a better team going into twenty twenty-one than they had in twenty twenty. So yeah. what what have the Padres done to make this a rivalry? Outside of being on MLB Network every night. I, 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 the fans have. I really do think the fans have. It, and anybody who has grown up like you two in the Bay Area knows that the number one rival of the Los Angeles Dodgers is the San Francisco mm-hmm. Giants. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's almost like the a lot of people who go back to the days of the AFL and, and football, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders, that is the rivalry. A lot of people say, no, it's the Chargers and Raiders. It's like, no, you ask the Raiders, you ask the Chiefs. That's their rival, and it's yeah. the same thing right now that holds true for the for the Padres and the and the Dodgers. And we have we've always had that that I guess little man's complex because sure. you know they were spending all the money, we weren't spending all the money. They just won another World Series. I'm sorry if this is too real for Padre fans, but the Padres have not done anything well the first thing on your list has to be to check off making this a close NL west race i mean i think everyone kind of buys into the fact that the padres are gonna be a playoff team okay so let's let's allison you you had brought this up what what do you think the short-term goal should be for the padres what should the long-term goal be well i think short-term goal is sign tatis (laughs) okay lock him up 
I, right. I really think that, they, that that would be huge just because the fan base wants it so badly. I think it would show a huge commitment to what they're trying to build and that they're that they really are building it for the future and to keep going and to be able to beat the Dodgers and win the division and win a World Series. Fletch, what should they, what do you think their uh, short-term goal should be? Make sure all starting pitching is healthy because we still don't really know about Denelson Lamette. He put out an Instagram story the other day that said, my arm feels good, I'm ready to go. Yeah, uh, That doesn't really mean much to me. He hasn't been training in San Diego. He's been training in the Dominican, which is fine. I'm sure their doctors are fine, but I would rather have A.J. Preller's eyes on him every single day here. Yeah. So I don't, the pitching additions they've made are fantastic. They don't mean anything if no one's healthy. We've seen Blake Snell only ever go five innings in his career. The one time he went to six, he looked great, but he also got yanked in one of the dumbest moves of all time by his manager. So uh, the starting pitching is going to be key to this team because we think we have the offense figured out, right? I mean, you got Tatis, Machado, Myers, who came back from the dead last year. You're welcome. Yeah, that, that was us. Yeah, it was. In the some, Will Watch Report. In some form or fashion, we need to bring back the Will Watching Report. You're welcome, You know San why? Because he knows he's really good. Yes, he is. Willie! <laughs> Willie! Willie! Well, and all the pressure came off Will, finally. You know, he was supposed to be the, the face and the leader, and that's not anything he ever wanted to be. That's not who he is. And that's not who he is at all. He doesn't mean he's not a great guy. I'm sure he is, but he didn't. He never wanted to be that guy. So once that, once Manny and I guess Tatis in a way, even though he's so young, kind of took that pressure off of him, he just could go play and have fun. I, I think the short-term goal for them is win the division. Be be the team that everybody else, including the Dodgers, is looking at, up at when 162 is in the books. Win the division. Are you a little worried that everybody in the MLB is on notice now and everybody is aware that the Padres are on MLB Network every morning? Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Well, listen, you know um, – Heavy is the head that wears the crown, as they they say. You you want to you want to be respected. You want to be known as legit. This is, I guess, the 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 ancillary anxiety that comes with it, knowing that okay, you're not going to Padres are not going to sneak up on anybody in Major League Baseball in 2021. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what they have. Um, I'm sure there's there's a lot of guys who are going to come to the plate. That have a pretty decent book on on a Blake Snell. They have a pretty good uh, a decent book on obviously Denelson Lamette, um, which Clevenger was there. You know they've got a book on Chris Paddock. So yeah, they're not going to sneak up on anybody. And but then again, it's like roll it out there and say, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Try and stop us. And if you've got that ballsy attitude. What did I say? Think, be big, think big, play big, or something like that. Whatever Feel it was, big, think. Yeah, it was fantastic, think whatever big, it was. Be big, or think big, play big, be big. Do it. Win the division. That that should be your short-term goal. And, and I'm sure somebody listening to this is going to say, F that, dude. How about the goal should be win the World Series? I'm not saying it shouldn't, but let's not cart before the horse here. Win the division. Be the top dog in the NL West mm-hmm. and kick everyone's ass on the way up there so that you look back at them when the regular season's over and say, we were the best team, not only in the NL West, we're probably one of the best teams in baseball. We'll see in the postseason. I, I like think, that a lot. I don't think that's too much to ask for. I also hope Chris Paddock loses the sheriff persona. Well, don't you kind of hope that Chris Paddock gets a little bit of the Will Myers treatment yeah. now that he's hidden in that starting rotation? Yes, for sure, because that... Yeah. Otherwise, well, he's toast. I mean, mm-hmm. with all the arm talent they have in the minors and people right. coming up, Paddock might not be a Padre much longer. Right. We this when we were doing the show. This is something we talked about 
because it was, you know, he would the sheriff persona, the hat, the cowboy boots, and you stuff. know, Costa wore a woo girl cowboy hat, like <laughs> one you would wear to the bars into the studio one day and claimed it was a cowboy hat. And it was he a wore cowboy it. hat. He yes, wore it I do believe it. Yes, it's Paddock Day, <laughs> and he was so excited. He wore a little woo girl hat. Paddock went on to suck. <laughs> And Costa was like, he's my ride or die. He's going to be so good this year. And you wore that bitchy little hat. God, did he suck. Yeah, it, it, and it was brutal because, he, you know, you'd, you'd he'd have a bad outing and you'd sit there and wait for the pendulum to swing back around. And he was getting ready to go. And, you know, the sheriff and he got the lion tattoo. Allison, the hat might as well have been pink. It, <laughs> it might have well been bedazzled. I'm shocked it wasn't yes, bedazzled. Hat. I'm shocked it wasn't. And Did instead you, of cowboy boots, he tried to wear, wear Uggs it? in. Will no. you wear it next Not time that. we record? Please. Yes, I will. No, I, didn't we burn it? No, we didn't burn it. Because I knew... That's why Paddock is still a, terrible. I have yeah. a badge that has his... <laughs> somebody made me a, a badge, sheriff's badge with his name on it. I'll, I'll bring it out. I'll gift that to you. I hope to God the Will Myers effects, effect is what Chris Paddock goes through, where he just realizes, listen, there are some freaking horses in this rotation I don't have to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, listen, he's from Texas. He can show up wearing the, the boot cut jeans and the cowboy hat and the big belt buckle. That That's fine. But don't talk in terms of being the sheriff, being the guy. Just just go out there and, and do what we have seen, unfortunately, in glimpses that we know you can do. Mm-hmm. And I think if that happens, then it, A, the pressure is off, and B, the pods are just are that much better in, in 21. So when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit about Vincent Jackson. Um, clearly, it's a sad story in San Diego right now. Sucks. Allison has a great story about her boys with Vincent. But right now, since we're on a podcast, let's take a little chill pill and find out what the hell's going on in Costa's yard. That's what everyone cares about. We don't have to stick to sports. Was this, was this one of our listener questions? No, this is my question. Because, I first of all, I miss your yard. I can't wait till it's summer and I can come out and lay out. 100%. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and we will get to, there's a, a lot of people who have hit us up on Twitter uh, and they want some questions uh, answered from the three of us. We'll get to those. I also, you know what I thought later. about earlier today? Do you remember our very last show on air? It was the day after you and me rapped. Oh my God, it was. And so we had the one listener rap with the same beat sent in by DJ Rapface, which yeah, I yeah, think yeah. everyone guessed was Tony Sanchez. Right. And then the day, next day, our last day. Uh, someone else sent one in, and we never got to play it on air. And it was better than Tony's, but I felt like I shouldn't tell you guys that someone sent a rap in right after you got fired. So I figured we could play it here. It of was, It was J-Pabs. Yeah, okay. I don't know if we played on this episode. Maybe next episode we bring back our raps. They're so bad. All right, we'll tease that. Yeah, we'll do it next week. You think Costa and I look white now? You should hear us rap. <laughs> the only oh thing God. we don't do when we, we, we rap is the white man's overbite, you know, and when white guys make that decision to get on the dance floor and, and dance, and they're always doing a mm, white guy's over. All right, we'll do that. I don't we'll know do what that, that is. Oh. The overbite. I got to be honest. You know, be, be, Ben's who like, was, I've who never was, heard of that. Who was our final guest? Was it an Aztec football player? Oh, God. I'd have to go back. I don't was know. It, was it Dwayne Johnson? It could be. I really don't. Yeah, I, don't I, remember. I, I just, I was, I was laying in bed uh, the other night going, was the last person we you know it's kind of wild that day sort of got wiped because as soon as i got home i just poured a glass <laughs> of whiskey it was a like, whistle pig no i don't i can't afford that you know no. that come on but it was just a glass like this of whiskey 
Right. And just kind of Kendall got home and I was like, hey, man. <laughs> okay. Weekly update. What's going on in my yard? We um, we have a, a, a beautiful pool. And when they dug said pool a couple years ago, they unearthed some giant boulders. I mean, some, some rocks that probably are in the 200 to 350 pound range. And they always thought they would look good kind of scattered strategically throughout the yard and the planters and stuff. And so I made it uh, one of my goals as of that last show was to get some stuff done that I, I really have been putting on the back burner. Um, so I ordered a special, it's called a tree dolly that landscapers use, you know, to pick up those big boxes that, you know, bushes come in and stuff. And um, I've been dollying the boulders around the yard, placing them strategically uh, around the kind of like that the the island around the yard and and stuff like that so that has been the the big thing um i'm getting ready to aerate and overseed the grass so i had i cut it all down the other day and raked it up and and i'm about to start doing that and uh that's uh, that's it well you asked me what's going on in the yard that's what's going on i thought the there yard. was gonna be a cool story like you found a bunch of stalks or I something the in the bold- ground like what i think the boulders are cool but the visual of you aerating your grass just is that what it know. looks like there's a bunch of little deer your, turds do, yes do you yeah, put on do, do you, you put on your paddock hat while do, you do that do you wear the shoes where you step carefully no down and no i i never ever i've seen those aerating shoes uh online before it's like, well, you can aerate your lawn yourself. It doesn't do jack shit. Just <laughs> buy, rent the aerator, as you said. Makes it look like someone turned it all over your yard, and it makes the the overseeding that much uh, that much better. It'll Does be. that open up an opportunity for a putting green? Oh, it could certainly could. Yeah, I feel like that yeah, should be one not? of your projects. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could put it in with the you know the the turf and stuff like that. But that's what's going on in the yard. It, it, it's you know, I it's my zen. Allison, it's it's it makes you you know pruning and sweeping and raking and trimming stuff. I love doing it. You know those boulders are really expensive if you have to go out and buy them yourself. Thank so you. You're really hello. When the guy was digging up with the uh, the excavator and you know he he said, "What do you want to do with it?" I'm gonna save those. Oh, yeah. Do not get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So they've come in handy. So been there. Uh, Long winded answer to what's going on in my yard. It's uh, it's boulder moving seasoning. Do you season. chop your own firewood for that beautiful yeah. fire you put out on Twitter the other day in your fireplace? Your fireplace is so big. Why yeah, is it did, so large? Did you see what he what he wrote? What he tweeted? Didn't Meg say that you weren't as good of a fireplace maker? What? Uh, yeah, until I made that fire, and it's like, hey, honey, look at that. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, not sorry. Also, now that there's and then no... there was a woman comment in there. There was. <laughs> I'm all women, huh? Did you see his other one with the chick in the bikini? And he was like, I got this for Meg for Valentine's Day. And she said she didn't like it. Like, okay, now that you don't have a boss, you can't just tweet whatever you want. Like, you got to think we're your boss now in a little sense. that there's waves at home. A little bit of control over that Twitter account, man. We can't have you getting banned again. The might cost on Twitter. It's I'm going to uh, have to start, start is, babysitting his Twitter for him, it, too. It, uh, it's a It's a beautiful bathing suit. And it's worn by a very voluptuous, beautiful There's model. not much swimsuit there. Lots of skin ton of skin it is i (laughs) did you did you see what i tweeted yes okay but back to the okay this is why you got banned the first time it was it was but that's um so my wife is my wife megan is under the impression that she's really more of a man than i am like there's certain things that she goes oh my god she would never wear the cowboy hat she never wear the cowboy hat (laughs) but she's always really 
uh, prided herself on being able to make a fire in our rather large fireplace. So the other night, back to your question, yes, I do cut my own firewood. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a sledgehammer. I got a couple of metal That's wedges. Manly. Yeah, get out there and do it. So it was it was cold, and I said, hey, do you want a fire? She goes, yeah. She goes, are you going to be able to light it? And I was like, oh, okay, challenge accepted. So anyhow, I got the kindling right. I got the right wood, and, you know, scrunching up the newspaper and stuff. And I proceeded to heat the great room with a beautiful roaring fire. And I just wanted to tweet out my masterpiece saying, hey, you know, I knocked down a couple of picks. You had it coming. Okay. That's <laughs> did all you I say said. the great room? That's, that's what, it's, yeah, room. it's called the great room. Or just somehow it's Now who's douchey? Room. Sorry. <laughs> For real. What's up? <laughs> Found it. I'm sorry. We got I'm Trevor sorry. Bauer on the pod. I'm what? Sorry. Hey, don't hey, don't follow me through my great room asking for autographs, man. <laughs> my time is my. While I'm aerating my lawn with my Chris Paddock <laughs> cowboy hat on. Here's the thing, though. I can't wait till you actually get to see Costa's house. That's how I would describe it. The whole house is kind of a great room, especially the Kinda, yeah. the piano room. It's kind of like an Aspen ski lodge, except you're in San Diego and it's 75 degrees outside, and there's True. a giant pool and a hot tub. Yeah. Like we'll have to we will have to celebrate um, a number podcast, and once that's in the books, then we'll have a uh, um, the three of us and and our families will get together and, and celebrate a little bit. All right, some bit. of the questions from Twitter. Okay, so this is the this is going to be a weekly segment as well. You got questions for us? We will uh, we will answer we'll answer them as truthfully as possible without getting in trouble. First one here is for Allie. Yeah, they're all going to be for Allie. Is a hot dog a sandwich, and why? Oh, my God, I saw that. Um, I'm going to say no. Good girl. Because Good it's girl. just not. It's That's a crazy. bun, first of all. It's like a hamburger isn't a sandwich. And I think it's a bun with a hot dog in it. Do you like mayonnaise? I would not put mayonnaise what in the my heck? mouth. Neither of you. I, I don't. I like things like, like an aioli for like an artichoke. That sounds douchey. <laughs> do. okay, like you, an aioli has, I think, a mayonnaise base, but I would never like does. take mayonnaise and spread it on a sandwich or it's the same. It's so disgusting. Mayonnaise or, never. Mayonnaise gross. is so. Ugh. He puts you put mayonnaise in your hot dog. I put right? mayonnaise on everything. It's so freaking disgusting. Man, so this bad. is. I take mayonnaise in tuna salad or chicken salad, and it's got to be very, very light. I don't want tuna. Or chicken soup with mayonnaise, Ugh. and and that's it. That's the only place I have Ugh. mayo. But Ben, no, you don't put mayo on a hot you dog. Put, you can put mayo on anything, and it gets better. It's like bacon. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this actually leads kind of nicely to the next one because if you remember, we did have a bet at one point where you had to take a scoop of mayonnaise and eat it. You didn't do it because no. you, you didn't lose the bet. But this one's from Gary. Over the years, you've made plenty of bets. Tell us the ones you're most glad not to have paid up on and the one you regret having to own up to. Oh. We still have the wax the out wax, there. The wax, the wax bet when you did my arm, um, that hurt like a bitch. That, I mean, that that hurt. We still have that one. I know we do. And that Waxing stung like a painful. mother. And then I lost, I lost a bet when I was doing the afternoons with Hartman, and he got to spray paint my head red. And I kid you not, two weeks worth of red was coming off my head in the uh, in the shower. So those those are the two that paying off I regretted the most. The belly flop really hurt. The belly flop bet hurt like a mother too. Um, 
I forget what that. What was that bet based on? Was it a, somebody it was some winning? Raiders game? It was a Raiders game, yeah. And so I had to. I had Ben and and uh, Judson and his at that time fiance up to the house, and um, I had to do just a full out spread Ugh. flop into the pool. The video's so and good. The video's good and, and the, the slap of oh, his like slap. it's like you can hear his belly and his neck hit the uh, pool. We need to put that on, on the podcast Twitter. Oh okay. we can get it out there. Yeah. I it, still uh, have it. it hurt like a mother. So those three I think um come to mind. What about you? I mean the belly flop for me also sucked. Even though you guys claimed I didn't house. actually belly flop. Exactly. It was the belly flop. It, okay. it hurt and I still kind of feel it on my collarbone. <laughs> actually Pop, I got the black lung. <laughs> But other than that, most of the times I just end up eating a burrito because I lose the burrito bet. I have to buy burritos, and yeah. I'm fine with that. And that's and that's so tame. Have you ever made a bet that you you had to pay off and it just sucked? Mm, I'm not really a gambler. I, a bet? I don't know. I can't Our think bets of one. Don't ever really involve money. I, don't, I didn't it's even more... like truth or dare when I was little. Like I hate that kind of stuff that I might have to do something or say something that I really don't want to say or do. Hey, Allie. Truth or dare? <laughs> Go away. Truth or dare? Oh my god. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh, when are we actually going to get the dance outside the Escalade, the Ghost Ride, the Whip? Oh, that's but right. But then I, that's... I, I reminded them that it's a used Escalade, <laughs> so it doesn't really match up to the standards. That That is still alive, and that, that's just going to take me um, getting off my ass and, and getting it done. Do you, do you remember what the music was? That the uh, the guy was strutting is, next to the car. There is a specific song. I don't remember what it is now. All right, I'll find my I'll find my longest pair of shorts and a wife beater. Some Allen Iverson shorts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then pull you know my I got my white Pumas and I'll just pull my socks, socks all the way up to my knees. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can still make that happen. I'll drive and Allison can just kind of sit on the roof. <laughs> pretty much. Like oh, nice. pretty much where I belong. All right, uh, last one here. What sports highlight or low light have you shared with a significant other? To either, how does this say? Other where they celebrated with you or they had to console you. Do you have one? It, I'm sure it's a Charger related. Darren Sproles big run it. against the Colts. No, it's probably um, when the Ravens and I'm having a brain ache on his name. Remember when he ran? He needed like 32 yards for Third, a first down. 29. <laughs> yeah, and he got it. That was probably it. That's a rough one. Who was that? Oh. That was um. That was uh. It was uh, Ravens. The what's his name? He punched her in the uh, the elevator. Mm-hmm. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Thank you. No. No, 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 no. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Hey, Ray Lewis hey, is an excellent guy. Yeah, hey, diddle, it was Ray hey, Rice. Diddle diddle Ray Rice up the middle. Yes. I was on the sidelines for that. That had to that, be gnarly to watch because you're thinking, oh, third and twenty nine gets in the bag. It it's thirty crushing. yards. <laughs> it's crushing. It was absolutely. Yeah. That's that's great. It, it was crushing. There was also a time where um, they were playing the Ravens, and this was obviously earlier than the the third and twenty nine. But they ran a delayed handoff to Sproles at the goal line, and it was the last play of the game. And I think in they either were going to tie it or win the game. And Ray Lewis came up the hole and blasted Darren Sproles. Yeah. Game over. Yeah, but there's, I mean, how many heartbreaking losses were there? All the missed field goals or different things that happen. There's countless heartbreak. You saw what the the douche headline that the Washington Post had about Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Marty Schottenheimer, the 77-year-old coach whose team's, what, wilted. Wilted in the playoffs. Has passed Mm -hmm. away. Terrible. Um, Some of those 
unfortunate worst memories for a lot of Charger fans came a lot of great memories. I Mike Goff, who we're, I know we're, he's going to be our first guest on this show. Mike came over for dinner with his beautiful wife, Jessica, this past Saturday night. And we were talking shop. And he was talking about, you know, LT and the record and, and those football teams that he was on and, and how good they were and the losses. Special group. Oh, my God, they were awesome. But that's and, football, man. It's it a is. weird it is. game. Bounce is weird. There's zebras on the field blowing the game. You know, there's – and, and you, you mentioned a guy like Vincent Jackson who, if you don't know, um, was it two days ago, was unfortunately found dead in a hotel room. was Monday. Monday down in uh, in Florida. And he, the guy was only 38 years old. His Obviously, his the rest of his life was in, in front of him. And he had an incident in one of the games where – uh, they, they were playing the Jets, and Rex Ryan threw a challenge flag, and Vincent kicked it like mm-hmm. out of the refs, like the ref was going to get it, and Vincent kicked it, kicked it, flag yeah. in the air on sportsmanlike conduct. So uh, there were incidences like that where they just unfortunately bit themselves uh, in the ass when it came to winning that big game or 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 moving on. And and you know, I mentioned a guy like Vincent Jackson. Could not have been nicer. Could not have been more accommodating. Could not have been a more, more of a pros pro Ben than VJ was as a wide receiver for the uh, the Chargers. He had his off the field issues at times, and and they're they're well documented. But as far as being a guy ready to play, and a guy ready to face the media, and, and a guy who already gave, always gave his time to the public, it was VJ. And those issues, I think, weren't things that involved at least not that i'm aware of that involved violence or you know women or no he had a couple of duis right it was sort of self-inflicted stuff totally self-inflicted yeah yeah um but he was he did a lot for the san diego community did a lot for tampa which i didn't really realize until nick hardwick was talking about it on instagram how much he did for tampa he was a really good guy he had a football camp here every year that my boys went to i have a great picture i put it out on twitter um, of my boys in there it was June of 2008 I'm pretty sure um, with the boys and just so sweet took his time talked with them and I'm positive that's why uh, Ben's a wide receiver <laughs> is because of Vincent Jackson that was just somebody he loved to watch play when he was a little kid and um, he was that offense to be like him he was he was deadly and he mm-hmm. was big and he was fast and he would go up and he made defensive backs look stupid, and then once he got the ball, it's like, oh Jesus, I got to tackle this runaway freight train. That was uh, that was Vincent Jackson, and I don't know about you guys, but I, you know, I saw the news, and they found him in a hotel room, and the backstory is he he'd been in this hotel room since like January 11th, and the family finally found him, and then the police, I guess, Ben, the police did a search. They they found him, and they did kind of a wellness check on right. him. Right, so there was a missing persons report, and when they found him in the hotel, they kind of cleared him. They said, well, he's doing fine. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of just the reminder, check in on your people. You know, you never it is, know it is. <laughs> what someone's going through, and if it seems like something's off, it might be. And I don't know if 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 Vincent's story is, is going to end up like, a, let's, you know, a Junior Seau story. If, it, if we, we don't know why he is deceased, all we know that it, he's gone. And you're right. The, the bottom line is it's a painfully obvious reminder to don't be afraid to look at somebody and say, is everything OK? Mm-hmm. And then and then once they say, yeah, everything's fine, they go, no, seriously, is everything OK? 
Because sometimes people are, you know, once you kind of press them on that, they're like, and this person really does care about me. I can kind of. And I think it. it's important that people realize that it's really okay to not be okay. Yeah. Oh my it's okay God. to not be okay. And it's yeah. okay to say, no, I'm not okay. And, you know, today I'm not tomorrow. Maybe, you know, every day is different, I think, but it's really okay to not be okay. And I think people have to um, be accepting of that for sure. It's just, it's hard. Greg Camarillo, former receiver uh, for the Chargers, said he put out something on Twitter today. It was like, five tweets and stuff and it it just we've heard it a thousand times before when the lights turn off when the crowd stops when you're not in the locker room every you're day not in the locker room anymore and you you it's almost like when when prisoners in prison become in, institutionalized that is all they know it's the same thing with professional athletes certainly professional football player you're you know off season you're going to do this in season you're going to do this and you know that comes sunday at 1 or 115 it's on and you've got to perform. And it's that adrenaline rush. It's that ramp up. And, yeah, it's the money. It's the glitz. And it's the glamour and stuff. But, man, when that stops, and it's like, oh, you're just a member of the normal public, I do we know think, guys have a hard time. I think it's good that athletes are speaking out about this more, too, because I think it was really not something that they felt they could ever talk about. So, like, when Dak Prescott talked about mental health at the beginning of this um, last football season, yeah. I thought that was really such an important conversation that he had and um, it made other people open up and you know now the um, story with the baseball player who lost his eye um, for when he shot himself the uh, it just came out it was a documentary it's an E60 oh, sorry did, yeah, an E60 I, see that. Um, I can't think of his name I sorry. have zero clue who you're talking well, about well I just he, saw the headline he played on for ESPN. the Giants he played for the Giants they just had an E60 it was about a, two weeks ago it came out I think and he shot himself and he lived but he lost his eye um, but same thing. So now he's really speaking out about mental health issues. And yeah. So I think when Drew Robinson, act, yes, Drew Robinson. Yep. Yep. San Francisco giant, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think when athletes can, especially men, you know, men coming out, I think men have an even bigger, um, more difficult time speaking out about that. Yeah. Women, you know, we talk about our feelings all the time. <laughs> Probably way too much, but women, I mean, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That was the tweet. He just added a little women, huh? Yes, he added women, huh? (laughs) I did. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Um, But I think for men to come out and talk about it is a big deal. And I think it's good for athletes coming up, or or not just athletes, but men and and boys in general to hear that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to talk about it. Well, and athletes, these guys that you see as like these superhuman-esque people who are bulletproof, can't be beaten. Like that was kind of the lasting impact after Kobe. You're like, oh, he can't die. He's Kobe Bryant. Right. And they can, and they do, and they have feelings also. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break. We'll wrap it up when we get back. Bam Slam fam, we love you, and we'll see you in a second. You still around? Wow, that's impressive. What do you mean? Let's get back to the Bam Slam. Once again, here's Ben, Allie, and Mike. All right, uh, it's something that uh, I, I, I am very proud to say that I'm a part of. Um, I don't know if... No, we did it after, unfortunately, uh, this happened. But uh, Mario Fierro, who was a teacher, coach, mentor, loved by everybody at Cathedral Catholic High School, uh, was fatally shot outside of his apartment um, in the morning a couple weeks ago. And this is a guy who had been going out with uh, – the guy who shot him had been going out with Mario's fiance, stalker. It's just – it's an ugly, ugly story. Horrible. 
is it is it ends up Mario is no longer with us because of this this animal. But uh, Brian Velvin, who's a uh, 2003 graduate of Cathedral, I'm an 83 graduate of the University of San Diego High School. We got together, <clears throat> and I I was sitting there one night. Uh, it was a Friday night. Meg was making dinner, and I was kind of just doodling on my iPad, and I just. I drew a D kind of in red and gold, and then I made a red heart in the middle of it, and then the initials MF. And I threw it out on Twitter. I said, I would love to see this on a, a, a T-shirt or whatever. And they had established the Mario Fierro Memorial Scholarship Fund already um, at Cathedral. And so Brian reached out to me via Twitter and said, hey, listen, you know, here's a, here's a mock-up. I just was fooling around. And I'm like, oh, my God, it looks so good. It looks so clean. So we started going back on Twitter and email, and then we had a long phone call uh, last week. And he owns a, uh, a merchandising line, and he's got a store, and he does a bunch of podcasting and stuff like that. But uh, we rolled them out today, and there's uh, there's like five different color T-shirts, I think five different color hoodies, um, and there's a hat with the, the logo we made, and people can go, and all the all the proceeds benefit the Memorial, uh, Mario Fierro Memorial Scholarship Fund at Cathedral Catholic. And the website is BCS, so it's bcsportsconnect.com, bcsportsconnect.com. You just scroll down, you'll get to the, the Mario Fierro part of, uh, of Brian's, wet, Brian's website. And, you know, get a T-shirt, get a hat, get a sweatshirt, all, all, all proceeds. It's obviously, we're not doing this for any sort of profit. We'll go directly to the, uh, the scholarship fund uh, up there at Cathedral Catholic. That's really great. In his name, yeah. So now, so you've been tinkering a little bit because you got your children's book and now you're a graphic designer for t-shirts. Yeah, I'm a graphic designer now too, uh, except Brian put me to shame because I, I sent him something that looked like a diseased lab monkey had, had drawn. <laughs> and then he sent this back. I'm all, oh, well, yeah, that's kind of what I was envisioning. <laughs> oh, I saw it. It looks, it looks amazing. It is. And that, wow, what an incredible thing to do for the whole situation. And it's I, so heartbreaking. My good friend, Ann, who uh, works up there, um, at cathedral, I said, Hey, can you send out a, an email blast to like students and families and stuff like that? She goes, yeah, I just have to get it. Okayed by the, the uniform like police. And I'm like, Oh no, they're not gonna. So she got back to me an hour later. She goes, it's great. Yeah. We're ready to fly. They can, it's good. The kids can wear it on spirit day oh, or nice. they can wear it on Mario day type of thing. So bcsportsconnect.com. Go uh, buy one, wear it proudly, make a donation. And um, through Mario and in Mario's name, we will ultimately help somebody else who uh, who needs it out there. So, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty pumped that uh, Brian, did, Brian did a lot of the heavy lifting. It came out and looked as good as it did. That's really awesome. I, yeah. I hope it makes a ton of money for that. Thank Me you. Too. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And we'll get that out on Twitter, yeah? Yeah, We'll get absolutely. it all over the place. At the Mike Costa, at Fletch Sports, at Alley Rat 7. Alley Rat 7. Alley Rat uh, before before we get to uh, our close of the show and, and our songs of the night that we want you to go uh, find out and listen to, Ben is still down in Houston, right? My Ben, yes. You're Ben, sorry. He's in Houston, not you. Not you. Yeah. Well, you're sitting right Fletch. next to me. We'll go Fletch. with that. Right. E. Fletch is yeah. next to me. Yeah. Fletch is, is next to you. Your e Rat is in Houston. Right. B Rat. Is that what his football guys call him? Because they should. Yeah, a lot do. Rat. That or rats. Just rats. Get, rats is um, cool. Mm hmm. So he's, yes, he's in Houston, freezing. He has no, uh, I think his power and water went off about one o'clock Tuesday morning. And he has, and has not come back. Um, And, you know, it was, I think it was 
zero when he woke up this morning. Oh, my gosh. This is Houston, too. We're not even talking about Dallas, where it was like negative seven. Um, Houston never sees this. It snowed there all day today. Um, and it had snowed for the past few days. So, And lots of ice on the ground. He said the ice is a couple of inches thick. It, it, he just, you know. You can't even can't drive it. in that. No, no, no. no. Like, he, that's the thing. They can't drive anywhere. And everything is closed. And he's freezing. And I'm so sad that he's so, so it's cold. All, he couldn't that's even just thing. hop in like, the car and come thing. home. No, like, he can't. And I have this weird thing as a mom, too. Like, I never liked my kids to be cold. I don't know what that is. But that is like, maybe that's just a, maybe every mom feels that way. But the thought of my kid being cold. I don't think about it if they're hot. But being cold just makes me sad. And so... Sweat your ass off. I don't care. Are but, you freezing, though? <laughs> you little baby. I know, my baby. But the whole the whole state of Texas is a complete mess, so I you know, send love out there. But I also feel like the state of Texas has a little bit of a ego issue. <laughs> I think they, well, it's all bigger and better well, Texas, Everything's right? bigger is and Trevor better. Is Trevor Bauer from Texas? Wouldn't doubt it. Probably. Dude. No, he's from, he's from SoCal. But everything oh, is, is is bigger, including their power problems, and they <laughs> they and evidently you can mess with Texas because this weather has Ooh. messed them up. So what is he eating? Because yeah. if he doesn't have like oh, a, he, probably he, the stove doesn't work or anything. No, nothing. He tweeted or not tweeted texted me something just now, um, and it says dinner tonight with a sad face. But I can't I can't open the picture in here. Uh. I'll download and. In the studio, so my guess um, is it's like some I'll potato chips like. and a protein. That's bar. what I think it is too. Or, oh my you know, god! It's probably something just. Does terrible. he have a car down Poor there? Baby. He does. Um, I, I would just say, well, I guess it's it's treacherous to try to drive though too, because I would say, you know what? Get on whatever free highway it is and head. I wouldn't west. want to drive right now. Okay. The snow that's the snow. More, a lot more is coming tonight to Texas, and I just think it's it's a mess. Does he have roommates? He does. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a four-bedroom place. that They have a um, thing on campus, the Athletes Village. So yeah. he's in a, with other football players. He's got players. all huddle up together. Hopefully he's with an old lineman who's big beefy. Maybe some of the volleyball girls are coming over. So we're talking, no, we're, talking, yeah, no, we're, no, talking, we're talking no power. No power. So they're not watching TV. They're not. No, no water. They, they, the water is dripping out of the faucets, but the shower, there's nothing. Um, so oh like to charge his phone, God. he, they go down into someone's car, charge their phones, turn on the heat, get a little warm for a little while and then go back up to the, Unbelievable. To so yeah, it's cold and free. It's unlike anything Texas has ever seen. And they, and that's not like prepared half to deal the country it. right now. Mm-hmm. They're oh, all yeah. dealing with the, this. Mm-hmm. The Chicago's getting pummeled. But the thing with some place like with Chicago or you know, Boston, New York, they're prepared for it. They have snow plows. They have, they're used to it. Their power doesn't go out. Texas yeah. is like, what the hell is Not happening? down in the Gulf. Yeah, that's so just, crazy. It, I don't think it's snowed in Houston in something like 109 years. It's, I mean, they maybe a couple of flurries, but n- never. So, and, you know, he's also very much a Southern California boy. He's not used to this. He's like, what is I happening? It, Bob. I and now it. he's going to go to Kentucky in, yeah. in May and for his last year of football. And he's really going to freeze. Well, Ben, know that we are uh, we're thinking of you, buddy, and 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 stay warm. All right, Ben Fletcher, Fletch. What before we get out of here is uh, your song for the night? I think we're going to go Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. Like it, and I think it's a little obvious the trajectory I would like to go. Yes. No. So you can yes. uh, go ahead, give me the two. Because what's the rules? People have to guess. They well, we didn't do it last episode, but we're supposed to put on Twitter. 
I'll do it um, right now. That what song we each chose, and then in the comment, you're supposed to do it from the podcast Twitter, and then in the comments, we want people to, you know, give their best guess about why we chose the song we chose. All right, so song of the week. I'm doing one of these things so you here should do on our, our Twitter. Yeah, do it for, and we'll retweet it, Mike from from uh, Bam Slam from Bam Slam. Bam Slam. Okay, but we should do last week's because last week's were really good. Uh, do you remember? Okay, I remember mine from last week. Yes, it was the Beach Boys. How could you? Because her knows. prom. Yeah, that's oh, that's prom. right. That's right. Do you remember what you, your? Well, let's. It was mine. Was more than a feeling with Boston. And Which, Allie, what was yours? Hysteria, Def Leppard. Okay, so tonight yours is Stairway to Heaven. Uh, Rats, yours is what? Mine's Taylor Swift's Love Story. Okay. Okay. And Romeo, save me somewhere we can be. I had the biggest crush on Taylor Swift. I was she like the said, perfect age range for when she was still country and she didn't switch over to pop. To pop. Oh my god! I but literally, she's beyond pop now. I feel like. I feel like. Have you listened to Evermore? It's very folky. It is. I dig it. It is. Oh, I uh, so I, my I aunt was a principal at a school where I grew up, and she got those big giant got milk posters, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. And there was one of Taylor Swift, and I stole it from her school, put Had it on my wall. It was still on my childhood bedroom wall. Love me some cheese swizzle. No, nothing gross. Come on. You're talking about the queen. You're talking about Tay. I think, I mean, she's, people that don't like her, you know, they're like, Taylor Swift, they think she's just like this teeny bopper. It's like, no, you know how brilliant she is? She put out two albums in six months in 2020. Two full albums. And now she's re-releasing Fearless with six new songs. And you know why she's re-releasing it? Because... That guy stole all her music and won't give it back to her. Her the rights to her own music, which she wrote. Scooter, I don't, that his yeah, name? I don't Scooter. know. Scooter. He was just a distraction in my way. I used to say I'd get hit by her car just so I could get her number. <laughs> Did you guys know I almost hit Drew Brees one time with my car? Okay, you know what? You've got to stop these end of the show. Yeah, it's like five minutes left. Carrots that you just dangle. Okay, you know what? Hold that. Okay. That is a Saturday. Great, we're going to do you, yeah, right. come with that prepared on, right. on Saturday. Are we okay. doing mimosas on Saturday or your song? Ooh. Sorry. Uh, my song is uh, I'm a big jazz fan. One of my favorite jazz artists is the late, great Stan Kenton. Take five. Okay. That is my uh, the song for the night. I dig it. All right. Episode two is in the books, kids. Episode three is coming shortly again um, at Bam Slam Pod uh, on Twitter. You can also email us anytime you want. Bam Slam Fam! Um, Bam Slam Fam, you remember. Ba- uh, Bam Slam Podcast at gmail.com is another way to get in touch with us. I'm uh, at the Mike Costa, Ali Rat 7 on Twitter, and at Fletch Sports. Family, thanks for being with us tonight. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.